0: to um, be able to say happy new year. We're getting ready to jump into 5784. And hey, God's saying there's some open doors that we need to go through to get ready for that year. So I'm telling you, be asking the Lord because he's knocking. So Lord, we want to be open to go through that new gate, that new door that you have for us for this new year. So Pastor wants to know if anybody had a money miracle this week. We were barely in Oklahoma and the phone started ringing with jobs like major. So, God, there's money out there, I'm telling you. He's wanting to put it in our hands so that transfer of wealth can continue the kingdom. Come on, Ashers, where are you? There's people up here with money in their hands wanting to put it in the bucket hello we got John doing double duty here he's trying to catch and pray and take the offering remember the guy from Mary Poppins that had all the stuff and he did yeah that's kind of what John is right now (laughs) Bert. yeah come on Ruby's got something well when we were praying I saw a line of fire coming from the west, going down Highway 20. God wants to bless you. If you have any needs today, come. Because I just received a miracle. I asked, I prayed, and he answered. He's faithful. Let's rejoice with her. That's a big deal. Amen amen well come and bring your offerings to the lord and greet someone and we were going to continue on and see what else god has to do here this morning then you can be seated and buckle your seat belts it's going to be good Hi, Serge.
1: Vegas is flooding
2: right now as we speak. Kyle, play that little video clip. Watch this little clip. It's short. Well, that's about our words for the day. Have you got one of the devotion books like Dixie's holding up here? If you don't have one, John's got them there. He's going to hand them out if you need one. I promise you they've got a good word in it every day. Church info's in the front and a great picture. Yes, great photo. Anyone else need one? We're going to get John roller skates. (laughs) As you see, we need some additional ushers to help us. Uh, Next Saturday morning, men and women, next Saturday morning, young people, kids, (laughs) we need help at the barn. Byron, what time? Just show up. Harold, I volunteer you. Can you come Saturday? You can bring Jordan. He'll help. Come help. Listen, God is on the move. I'm looking, trying to think what else we got. We got Stephanie Daniels and Anae Luca with us. And... uh, We'll turn them loose and let them pray for people and testify here in a minute. They were with us Wednesday night and blessed us. <clears throat> I met a Monday when we went to where'd we go? Chilaka and buried that Indian head. They were up there and part of a group and we God just connects you as you go around. God's on the move. Wasn't this great this morning? Well, Steve Youngblood, most of you in this group know Steve Youngblood. He's been part of us for a long time. Pastors at Branson called me this morning. And uh, he's been connected with uh, a man from Panama City for years, him and his wife. He said they're both CPAs in business. The man's a banker, travels internationally, and is a prophet. And he said, Gerald, they're going to be here about two weeks and I'm going to try to get them down for a day or two of the barn meeting. So, I mean, there's just uh, things like that turning up. And, uh, and we're getting ready, huh? Yes, are. What about firing your bones? Let it out.
3: Yes.
2: Whitney, which barn, when was the first barn revival you went to? Ninety? Did you get saved there? That was the first one. Uh, there's another young lady who got saved there at that first barn revival. Amanda did. Yeah. Another family here today got influenced through the barn revival last year. Yeah, and your dad just sat there last week and didn't even get up and testify. You know, <laughs> it's pick on Tommy day. I've already, I've already got him good. Just pray. Everybody praying. God is going to do everything we'll believe Him to do. Rick Kerr is excited about it. Um, I'm supposed to speak to the man this afternoon. He's going to come and do the praise, and Rick has highly recommended him. So, pray and let's believe God's going to do. It. He'll do it. I mean, he's done. A, he's done a lot of things there. Some of you saw. I got a message yesterday morning from Cork Walden, and it was one of Bobby Connor's video stories. So I played it. Then Cork sent me a message. He said, Gerald, I had a dream last night that I was giving you a message. And when I woke up, that was the first thing I saw on my laptop, so I thought I better send it to you. But Lord, I just thank you that you meet with us. I'm gonna I'm gonna read you some scripture here in a in a bit, and then we're gonna let these girls share some. But don't estimate, underestimate who you are in Christ and what God's doing in and through your life. Come on, it's not dependent upon Rick Curry or Bobby Connor. It's certainly not dependent on me. He got a lot done before I got here, and and he'll get a lot done after you're gone. So. It's not just about us. Amen. It's about him. Amen. Mike, I'm glad you and Clint are here. Yeah. Serge, I'm glad you're here. Got, brought your group. Or part of them, anyway. What's the Lord going to do? Whatever he wants to. That's right, right. Or whatever we'll let him do. I think there's times he's warned to do things and we just said, that's surely not God. We just thank you. I've talked to you last week about fasting, believing for the revival. I want to read you some scripture about that. <clears throat> Isaiah out of Isaiah 58. You know, I had all kinds of things this morning about things that are going on in the country. You know, there's a powerful group of globalists right now. Organizations planning to teach kindergartners about sexuality and empowering children to say yes to sexual encounters. That's going on in the United States. You probably read about the principal Oklahoma City this week. I mean there's just so many things like that. The only here's the good news I heard, sixteen hundred scientists say no climate emergency. They're declaring it's it's not an emergency. Even, I'm, God's interested in all these things. He's put us here to stand against this junk. Yeah. Who's going to do it if we don't? Who's going to do it? I think it's you. Yeah. It's you. It's like the guy at the offering. The Lord said, put in 10,000. He punched that guy and said, oh, "Thank think God's talking to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the way we want to look at things. Believe with us, we need we need extra. God will send in extra for the plane tickets and just the expense of the meeting. Just pray into that. Believe for that. Pakistanian Christians are being persecuted by the Muslims. At least churches, at least twenty churches throughout the city were set on fire. More than four hundred homes damaged. I mean, just, there's chaos all over the world. There may be chaos in your life today, but you can leave without it. Amen. You can leave it right here this morning. I tell you, we went to church too many times and went home. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Isaiah 58, verse 6. Is this not the fast which I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness? To undo the bands of the yoke. To let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. Is that not what God wants to do? Let me tell you, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to preach the Gospel. He's sent me to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and set free those who are oppressed. It's God's will for you to be free. It's God's will to you, for you to be well. It's God's will for you to have money in your pocket, to be prospered, so you can bless someone else. Come on. Amen. To loosen the bonds of wickedness, undo the bands of yoke. See, you know, we've got tangled up things in our lives. Even before or after we got saved, it can be either way. You can bring things in. You can get saved and not get f- totally free of things. Yeah. And as Christians, I got into a lot of things I shouldn't have got into. And we get those yokes on us and they have to get broken right. off. We have to get help. That's yeah. right. we all need it. You know how you get help? Help! are you waiting for me to call you out and say, yes, I see that? No, it'd be better. Verse 7, Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house? And when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Oh, that could even be your family, huh? See, we think we live in a day and time when it's too scary to help people. And I'm going tell you, what does it say about the righteous are bold as a lion? Where's that at? This is such a time for us with a barn meeting of people that think they're allergic to church or not good enough to come, but surely you can get them to come to a barn. This is such a great time to invite them. To come. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about you are getting involved in people's lives. Bring the homeless poor into your house. Then Then your light will break out like the dawn. Your recovery will speedily spring forth. And your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. I mean, God will take care of you. If He's not doing everything you think He ought to do in your life, and you can't judge your life by what you feel God doing. You can't do that. God will manifest Himself through you more than He does to you. Other people will see more of God in your life than you see in yourself usually. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and you will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, oh, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. Well, we don't do that. But I declare if that person can't be of God. I mean, we're pretty bold about our condemning thoughts and waves about people that don't want to do it the same way we do. And I, I understand that. I've been on both sides of that. He said, we've got to stop it. Every time I judge, it comes back on me. It's You sow it, you're going to reap it. You sow it, you're going to reap it. If you sowed this morning, you're going to reap it. You sowed your, that money is seeds, it'll come back up. The words you speak out are seeds, they'll come back. They'll come back. Verse 9, then you'll call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and He will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. Oh, if you give yourself to the hungry, satisfy the desires afflicted, then your light will arise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday. Think that verse still true, or well tear that one out. Maybe that page isn't in your book. And the Lord will continually guide you. And he didn't tell you everything to do, he didn't have to. My conclusion. Or hoping they can get those kids big enough they don't have to tell them everything that's what God's trying to do with us that we'll know intuitively you'll know the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places give strength to your bones oh you'll be like a watered garden I mean Dixie's about to wear out the hose watering her garden She's taking care of those tomatoes, or she was. You will be like a watered garden. You'll be prosperous and like springs of water whose waters do not fail. I mean, God is such a caretaker. He knows your every need, He knows every part of us. He loves us. We're His creation. And he's in the, it's He that's working in you to will and work for His own purpose. Let me tell you that. And then add Galatians 4.19 to it. Until Christ is formed in you. Until Christ is formed in you. He'll guide you into that. Those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations you will be called repair of the breach, the restore of the streets in which to dwell. He says, Is this not the fast which I choose? Is this not the fast which I choose? He says, get involved in somebody else's life. Get over your whatever it is. Whatever it is. It can be a physical thing, can be a family thing, can be a church thing, a job thing, a money thing. You're just going on, regardless. You're going on. What's next? What's next? He either is who He says He is, or we just ought to be home today. I attest He is who He says He is. Come on. And we just invite you to get, just let Jesus be who he wants you to be in the kingdom. See, you're designed to be a place, a person in the kingdom of God with a function. You are. He's got a job for you. He's got a place for you. You need to find out what God's, that's what Manly Beasley told me. He said, why don't you find out what God's doing in your life and join him? I'm going tell you, his ideas were a lot better than mine. Yeah, I mean, I was searching, but, you know, we're looking at all the, everything else. And why are people afraid of what God might have them do? Why are we afraid of what he might take away from us? I mean, it's only a pipe dream about you being rich and famous. He's more interested in you knowing him and fulfilling what he wants to do through you than your idea. I read this yesterday, and I've kept thinking about it. I read an article of Kenneth Copeland, and he was talking really about somebody trying to act... I'll say religious. He didn't say religious, but that's what it means. You can act all you want to, but it'll never make you righteous. But if you realize the righteousness of God in you, the righteousness of God will make you do right. You can can never act that out. It takes... It's what God is doing in you that's important. That's why I like that Philippians 2.13. It, for it is God who is at work in you. That means right now to will and work for his good pleasure. I told you these ladies blessed us the other day, and I'm on Stephanie, come and uh, I don't know what all we're going to do, but let's just see. Angie's trying to, she's got a microphone for you.
4: Well, I had good preaching just then. That was good. Good words you just... for me to hear. Good words for me to hear. I think you grew up in a great legacy. Not all of us were brought up in a great legacy like her. Not all of us get to experience the legacy. But we, it makes us happy to see it, though. It makes us very happy to see a legacy passed down. And I'm determined to pass down a legacy to my children and my children's children because the word says a righteous man leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. Well, I may not have a lot of money, but I can leave a godly inheritance which is greater than any money in all the world. And I believe that's what Dixie, pa- Pastor Dixie and Pastor Freeman, I believe that's what they stand for is a righteous inheritance. And they are leaving a righteous inheritance not just for their daughter, but for this church, for this city. And I looked I looked here and it said the righteous, Right time gate, it really spoke to me when I walked in. God says, You know what? We're here at the right time. There's a right time for you and I to be here. There's a right time for you to get the right job. There's a right time in your life that God will move and meet you. And God's Spirit is speaking the right time this morning. I'm telling you, that's a word from the Lord the right time. There's a timing in God in everything. There's a timing in God for you to be healed. There's a timing, and I believe it's right now. I believe in healing right now. I believe that time is right now because it was already paid for on Calvary by his stripes. You were healed, the Bible says. Uh, The Bible says, I think, in Peter, you were healed on that tree. You were on that tree with him. You died with him in burial, in baptism, and he resurrected you up. It's a right time. It's a right time that you're here at church this morning. I don't know. There's new faces. It's a right time. There's a right time and a right season in your life. And sometimes it doesn't feel like a right time or a right season. You know, when Lazarus died, his family didn't feel like it was the right time for the Lord to come. They felt like he was late, but it was the right time. It was the time God had for them. It was the time because it was going to give God glory. It was a time because they would know of the power and resurrection power that Jesus carried. It was the right time. And I feel like the Lord wants you to know it's the right time for something to happen in your life. It's the right time for that barn revival to take off again. It's the right time for souls to be saved. It's the right time for you to go out in the city and, and the harvest is ripe right now. It's the right time. And some of you have been praying for things and believing for things. It is the right time and it's right now. It's the right time. The harvest is great. But the labors are few. It's the right time to go out into the harvest field. It's the right time to go into the streets and into the city and grab that harvest and bring it in. I'm real big on I'm real big on street ministry. I'm real big on getting outside the church walls. I'm real big to believe that Jesus don't want to be locked up in these four walls. He wants out on the streets. And as you labor, it's the right time to do it. As you labor, right time on the streets, you're going to see this building grow. You're going to see more people come into this building as you are going out to build the kingdom. he will build your house if you build his house he said to me he said if you'll go after my kids i'll go after you he spoke that to me one morning 2 a.m in the morning if you i was praying for my kids he said if you'll go after my kids i'll go after yours it's the right time somebody say right time it's the right time. Some of you are praying, Lord, do I get married? Lord, do I do this? Lord, when is this going to happen? When, Lord, when is that gonna? It's the right time. It's now. It's a Kairos moment. The right time is now. There's something going to happen now if you can believe it in your life. Just like when she prophesied, I prophesy something good is going to happen over you today. If you will grab that word when it's spoken, it will happen over you today. Or you can let that word fly right over you and it won't happen for you today. Because it's by faith that we have faith that we grab that things begin to take place. And I just want to say this little bit. And, you know, we were praying for people the other day at Apostle Betty's church. She's a pastor, but she's doing an apostolic move for unity. And she, I told her about you, Pastor Freeman. She wants to connect with you. She's bringing the city together over there in Supa. Cipalupa, Cipalpa, Cipalpa. Just like Pastor uh, Pastor Dixie was praying this morning for all the denominations to be, she's bringing all denominations together. That's where the glory is. It's in the unity. The glory will come when we are unified. It's in the unity, and I love that you prayed for the Baptists. You prayed for them. You prayed for those. We need to be going to their churches when they're having prayer meetings. We need to be going to their revivals and causing unity to come to the body. If it's not me, then it, who is it? If it's if it's not me, then who? If it's not now then when right if it's not me and you making this unity happen I asked the Lord yesterday what do you want to do in ascension church and I looked up and the words were written fire and wind fire and wind and she played that fire song this morning and it quickened me right back he wants to do fire and wind this morning we were praying for people in another <coughs> church I don't know. You ever just have just a feel like God just knocks you over the head, Like you feel so stupid that you didn't see it before because it's so plain? I felt so dumb. Our ministry, part of what we do is we go out and God really, we we really confirm the call in people's lives and we really, God's used us to see the gold in people and what they're called to do. That's And we believe in healing and deliverance. That's what we do. We believe, we believe God believes in you and we believe God has given us the mandate to go and speak into people's hearts. Hey, God's called you to do this. God's called you to do that. And we were prophesying over a lady. I can't even remember what we were prophesying and all of a sudden I said... I said, you need to know who you are. (laughs) Jesus knew who he was, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. It hit me like a Jesus knew who he was. Those around him did not know who he was. Jesus said, I came to give life, and that more abundantly. Jesus called God the Father over 165 times in the New Testament. Jesus knew who he was. People around him did not know who he was. He was doing miracles and raising the dead. He was healing the blind and the sick. And people didn't know who he was, but what? Jesus knew who he was. And the Bible says that he is the firstborn among many brethren. The Bible says that God loves to call us brother. The Bible says we are a new creation, and we're to walk as Christ. You and I, we have to know who we are. It is the right time. Thank you. It's right now. It's the right time. Right now. You need to know who you are. I know that, listen, when we came here to prayer and he listened to you generals pray, I could hear generals praying. I can hear generals praying. I can hear, hear the watchmans on the wall. I can hear what's going on in the Spirit. And many of you may not even need to hear what I had to say, but there's a few that need to hear this. God knows who you are. But you've got to know who you are in Christ. We were in South Africa, and I think I shared this testimony. We were in South Africa. I want to tell you for a long time, I haven't known who I am. Can I say that? Can I say I've seen a lot of people? I've seen miracles. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen deaf ears open. I didn't do it. God did it. God's healed people in Walmart out of wheelchairs and the malls out of wheelchairs. I've, God's done that. I still didn't know who I was. Still didn't know who I was. Seen demons cast out of people. And you may say, what do you mean you didn't know who you were? Because somebody could come right along that was hating, that was hating me and speak a negative word, and i believe whatever they said. I would believe whatever they said. And to think about it now, it's a little funny. And I think we just went to South Africa three years ago. I'd already done my own crusade. I've had my own crusade in Africa. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you this morning? No, he don't understand. But I still didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was. When we went to South Africa, and God opened... a South Africa's got a church in Tonga. It's... I can't think of it. It's Apostle Ronnie and no, I do. I can't think of the name of the church. But it was... Um, Help me, Lord. Anyway, they, they had a revival on God TV for 30 days where the angel of gold appeared. And they caught it on camera. It's on YouTube. You can see it on YouTube. They caught this revival on camera. There were so many miracles. And the Lord had sent me there. And then the Lord told me, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to go back to that church. And he told me. And a lot of times I don't get asked. I get sent. I get sent. He tells me, go there. He will tell me, just go. And I don't know what's going to happen. So I, I, I emailed them. Hey, God told me I'm supposed to come to your church. And, and they knew me, but I hadn't, you know, they, they knew me. They said, okay, come on. So we went down there, and there was an apostle's daughter, Sister Renee, and she could see in the spirit. And the Lord spoke to me. I'm sharing this to help you. I'm sharing this to help you. The Lord spoke to me before, I, before we went in prayer, and the Lord said they're not going to be able to do what they're going to do until you get there. I'm like, what in the world? I remember I stopped praying. I, thought, are you, I said, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me, God? What do, you, what do you mean? So we go, we take a team, we go down there. And the power of God is so strong in that church. It's so strong. And the pastor hands me the microphone and I just, I hand it back. And then he hands me the microphone and I hand it back because I can't speak. It's so powerful. I can't talk. So I take the microphone and all I can do is walk, like I'm walking now, except for I'm not talking, and I just walk and I walk and I walk. And his daughter, who's a seer, told me, she said, when you took that microphone and you walked, I saw it light up like a, like a disco floor. Every place you stepped, it lit up. It lit up. See, see, see we need seers in our life. We can't see, all of us can't see in the spirit like that. We need we need seers. Seers are very valuable people. And I believe there are seers that sit on the pew and don't open their mouth because they're afraid we'll think they're crazy. And we need seers. We need you to come up and tell us, hey, I saw this when you did that. This is what I saw when you did that. Or this is what I see on you. It's encouraging. It helps. When you came up to me this morning, you don't realize the battle that I'm going through. You encouraged me this morning because you said that to me. So she said, I saw the disco floor. I saw it like a disco. It began to light up. And I couldn't, I couldn't speak. I couldn't even talk. And she said, and I saw the portal open back up because it had been closed, and the angel of gold began to manifest again. That angel that had brought those miracles. And that trip to South Africa helped me more Than it had ever helped. We we did a lot, but that helped me more than it than me going did. Because I realized this is what I'm saying. If we'll just be obedient, we don't know what we're doing. Just be obedient. You don't know what it's going to mean to where you're going. You may not have a seer standing beside you to tell you what's happening in the spirit. But as we go, as we obey, things happen. When you give out that bread of food, when you give words of life, when you give those kind words, you can't see always what's happening in the Spirit. But that's when I begin to understand who I was. To me, the greatest call is, Jesus said, or uh, the Word says in James, There is one religion that is pure and undefiled before God and it is to take care of the widows and the orphans or visit the widows and the orphans in their time of distress and to keep thyself unspotted from the world. The greatest call is that widow and orphan call. It's not what I do, it's that widow and orphan. It is love. It is the ministry of love. That is the greatest call. Love is the greatest call. Not opening portals, not closing portals. That's what I'm talking about this morning. That was opening a portal. But the greatest call is love. And if we are tapped in into him who is love, then we become love. And God doesn't just love. He is love. We become love itself. We need to get so close to God, we become love itself. You pour out love. You are love. We won't look at people side-eyed or hateful or have a hateful mark. We will become love. Love will heal the world Love will heal sickness Love will heal disease Miracles work through faith by love It's love Like I said Jesus knew who he was You remember what Thomas said? What what did Thomas say? Jesus said have I been with you such a long time That you don't know who I am? See, there's going to be people who know who you are. And they're going to know, just like he said this morning, they're going to know who you are more than you are sometimes. But there's going to be people and distractions put in your life that you will not know who you are or what you're called to do. But I'm telling you, I believe God sent me here this morning to tell you, you, that you that God knows who you are and you need to know what you're called to do. And God believes in you. Whether you believe in yourself or not, God believes in you. All we gotta do is obey. All we gotta do is step. All we gotta do is when we hear him call, come. That's all. That's all your parties to do when he calls, comes. When he's up here at the altar saying, "If you're sick and need prayer," and his voice is calling through her, through through whoever, that's him calling. Jesus said, "The Father's in me. The Father's in me." Have Have you been around me so long you can't see me? That's the Father in them calling you to the altar. And all you have to do is come. Your job is just to come. Your job is just to believe. Your job is just to say, yeah, daddy, help me. That's all your job is to do. So my whole point to saying these things is, when you're sent to the grocery store, I've seen the mightiest of miracles in grocery stores. When you're sent to the grocery store, there there could be somebody there that's going out of their mind and all they need is a touch from your hand. God touched you. That's all they need is a touch and let, and let God flow through you. You got to know who you are. You got to know who's in you. You got to know who's in you. This is what we've been called to do. This is why we're here. We're here to love the world, to reconcile the world back to Christ, back to God. He said, as, as if it were Christ in us, reconciling the world back to God. Do, do you understand? That's a ministry of reconciliation. You've been called to reconcile the world back to God. That right relationship, to bring people into right relationship, to know that they are loved. But you have to know who you are. You can't believe every time somebody comes against you or every time you have a bad day that you're not worthy. You can't believe just because your flesh God can't God is in you. You just gotta let Him work. There's some people here you need to be delivered from. You, you feel rejected. You have the fear of man, and that's okay. Listen. I get prayer all the time. <laughs> it's not a one and done. Amen. Okay, and I loved what he's, I loved, you know I loved what you said. You said, even after I got saved, I need to help getting stuff off of me. Amen. I love that. Not many preachers will say that. So we're, we're here to help each other. You know, there's some people, and the truth is there's some people you're going to reach that I'll never, that I would never be able to reach. Even if I was around, they would not let me reach them, but they'd let you reach them. And they'd let you reach them. Because they see something in you that they believe and they trust. Give me just one second here. I want to read this scripture and I'll stop. Jesus said, if God were your Father, you would love me, for I proceed forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but He sent me. I want to tell you this morning, God is sending you, but you got to know who you are no matter what comes against you you have to know who you are you can't let the devil talk you out of who you are you can't let your flesh talk you out of who you are you can't let your mind talk you out of that God can't use you you can't let your flesh talk you out of I'm not good enough you can't let your flesh speak louder than the Word of God you've got to take those thoughts captives and you gotta say God here I am send me that's been my prayer all these years here I am God like Isaiah send me Lord Isaiah said, Isaiah said, I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of unclean people. Have you ever felt like you were unclean? One of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament said, I have unclean lips. And the Lord sent that angel from the altar and put that coal on his lips. And burnt that uncleanness off his lips. Sometimes our heart is full of things and we speak things we shouldn't, but God can clean your lips and He can use your lips to speak love. He can use your lips to call people to Him. He can use your lips to love people through kind and loving, gentle words. And see, God is love. God is love. That's why the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, self control. That's the fruits of the Spirit. Or it's what? The works of the flesh. When you get in the works, that's you striving. See, fruit is you just remaining and it just happens. Fruit is you just worshiping God. See, I worship God and I worship God lavishly because He loved me lavishly first. See, He became real to me first. See, you weren't there when He came to my bedroom and made Himself real. You weren't there when He put His hand on me and I felt a hand pushing things out of me. God has appeared to me and come to me so I love Him lavishly. And He loved you lavishly. And He came and died on the cross. He died lavishly. We should love Him lavishly. We shouldn't be ashamed to show our love to Him. The Bible says, I wish that men everywhere would lift up holy hands, praying unto the Lord. I can remember when they tried to make me lift up my hands. I thought they's crazy. And now look at me. I'm the craziest one of them all because he appeared. He came to me. He loved me. He pulled me out of my sin. He's good. And the more I get in his presence, the better I feel. That's why I love God that way. I know it looks crazy. and I, I, In some ways, I hate to be doing it in front of people. But I love him. And I can't get enough of him. Well, if you want to know who you are this morning, I'm going to tell you who you are. You're a world changer. And yeah, I'm looking at you. You're a world changer. You're a world changer. He's called you to be an agent of change, He's called you to let Him send you on missions. Whatever those missions look like it could for all I know it could be a mission to the grocery store or a mission overseas But either way he's called you a world changer little ma'am. I don't know your name, but that is who you are You are a world changer and if you'll take up your cross and follow him, you're going to see the world change. You're going to see you will be an agent of change. And when you go to places and you obey God, you will see people's lives begin to change. Everywhere you go, it will be like him touching every area. Every every person you touch, it will be him touching them. And you'll be, begin to see the manifestations in God in their life. And you will see great change. Oh, yeah, she's a fiery one that one right there. She's the new breed rising. I just want to tell you you're a good man no matter what you think. No matter how you feel about yourself. No matter what people have said about you or against you. I can see by the Spirit of God in His eyes that He calls you a good man. I just speak and pronounce over you. That no weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. For it is the inheritance of the saints of God. The Lord loves you. The Lord is mighty in power and He's able to save. Lord bless you. Keep you. May His face shine upon you. May His goodness follow you all the days of your life. I pray you never hang your head low, you will always know God of the universe. God of the universe dwells inside of you, and you are made in that God's very image. And people are blessed because of you. People are blessed because of you. They're blessed from your presence. They're blessed because of you. I'm going to turn it over to the pastor. But I just want to encourage you one thing. If you'll begin to speak the good in people instead of how they're acting, but really what's there, you will call them into their destiny. You, you, their lives will begin. Their lives will change. It may take a while. It will change. Now, I'm looking at somebody right now, and you know who I'm looking at. <laughs> I'm l- <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to. Hold on just a second. I'm encouraging you. There's a wild man of faith inside of you. And I mean a preaching wild man. And I mean a prophet of the Lord inside of you. You release and open up your mouth and release what God has to say in the authority of Christ and you will see things. You will see mountains move. You will see things change. Do you already preach? No? No? Well, we're going to pray for people. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to pray for any of you. There's some here. uh, I know you're going to do a baptism. I love that. Dean back there. Can we give a hand clap for Dean? Man, he's gotten saved, given his life to Christ. I mean, we get to witness this. That's amazing. But there's some of you in here, you've been been hit with, you know, rejection and hurt and pain. And we want to pray with you because we want to see you going forward because that stuff holds you back. It's just the devil trying to hold you back. Because you are sent to make a difference in this world. And so I'm going to turn it over to to Pastor. Thank you.
2: Isn't that good? I love these ladies. Listen, I've sown into them and I'm going to ask you, let's bless them. They're just running down the road doing whatever God wants them to do. And they've freely given, and I want us to bless them. So, ushers, just come and just pass the buckets. Now, then then we're going to have time to pray for people. Mm -hmm. They'll pray for you. We just want to let God do what He wants to do in here today. envelopes yes uh,
4: i just want to tell you too as we pray for you a lot of times god gives words that way um, i didn't press in but as we pray for people a lot of times and we want you to stay and help us pray because we believe in a body movement
2: Amen. i may volunteer some of you for prayer Here you are, John. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for come on, let's give him a hand. Let's stand up. Now, now just obey God. You're not clock we're not clock eyed in here. Come on. There's no clocks. Just obey the Lord. Just obey the Lord. If you want prayer, just come. I promise you, I had them pray for me Wednesday night. They got through. They said, "What? Said Do you want us to pray for you?" I said, "Yes, I want you to pray for me." Jesus is here now. Don't miss the day of visitation. Church, pray. Come on, some of you have never come up here and got prayed for. on some of this other prayer team will pray for you they get through Come on, we got more prayer warriors, so pray if you want to come.
5: presence of the lord there's an oil that's flowing in this place there's an oil the anointing in the presence of the lord an oil that's flowing in this place
3: it's the oil of the
5: spirit oil of healing, the oil of joy, it's the oil of breakthrough, and it's the oil of unity, it's the oil of peace, an oil of miracles flowing in this place, holy oil of God. Come flow, oil flow, flow over me. Come flow over
3: us,
5: oil of God, oil of the spirits. Come flow Come on, lift up your hands into the oil and the wine realm. i flow into you right now <laughs> let it flow let it flow let the spirit of god come and flow right now Ooh. all over this place the joy of the lord is your strength <laughs> yeah 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 yeah,
3: yeah.
5: oh let that oil a flow with healing let the oil and the wine come and flow right now the provision of god coming from the spirit of god being released into you for everything that you need right now Fresh revelation, spirit within me, pure transformation, come bring your light, anointing me now, I pray, I'm changed
3: by the oil
2: you're there waiting to get prayed for or stay. Some of you come go with me. Let's go baptize Dean.
5: Fresh revelation. Spirit John, you
2: and Richard come pray for me. Dean, would you?
5: Pure transformation. I Come bring your light. Anointing me now, I pray. I'm changed by the
1: The um, profession of his commitment to make you his Lord and his Savior. And we thank you, God, that you're going to
5: come.
2: Father God, I just thank you so much for Daniel. I just pray that you give him the mindset of Christ,
3: let him be that
2: partaker of your life.
5: Selamanka la masitile meke Shalomomo shanta la masiti ya mosa Prosh taramaka Sila masili ya maso Sala nasitile meke Shalomomo shohoria baso Sila mandoriandile me ndekere masoria Selamansiile masoria se Shalomanka ye Hallelujah Bebtai
2: Son and the Holy Spirit of God. Buried with Christ Jesus, raised to walk in newness of life.
3: Amen.
1: just a stone